you cannot believe what they did here. They served this Kool-Aid. Probably called it something else. <laughs> they served us Kool-Aid. That's, nah, yo, stop. Oh, God, what? Said, stop playing. She said, no, 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 for real. Happy Juneteenth and served everybody Kool-Aid. Our story is not pain. Our story is not struggle. Our story is new growth. This is Boss Logs. Join us as we speak to black leaders from around the world to understand the range of blackness and hear their stories of new growth. Welcome to the show. Walter, where are you? You need to call me back. There are things to discuss. What is freedom? How do we celebrate it? And who owns Juneteenth? Juneteenth was made a federal holiday in 2021, and that's honestly a win. But there's room for growth. Because now that it's a national holiday, that opens up a window for opportunity for commercialization to happen. And those with resources are not hesitating. I mean, just look at Walmart who dropped the Juneteenth ice cream flavor under the Great Value brand. And yeah, disrespectful, but what really worried me was learning that they filed a trademark to own the symbol for Juneteenth. This holiday has become the latest part of our culture that's up for exploitation and we have to dig in now before we wake up and this holiday is no longer ours. I was sharing my thoughts on Juneteenth being in the brand awareness stage with Chris Ward Jr. and he actually has a theory on how we can use storytelling and content to move past this phase and ensure that Juneteenth is actually owned by the black community. It caught me off guard but he actually made a lot of good points. Here's what he had to say. 2021 summer, President Biden is like, yeah, we're making this a thing. It's been adopted everywhere. Everyone recognizes it. But you know what's interesting about it is that it's not like all the way there yet. Like it's, it's like a kind of federal mm-hmm. holiday, <laughs> like the 4th of <laughs> July holiday. Uh, government employees, they get paid time off. Everyone gets a day off. Juneteenth, it's new. Some companies are forgetting it's a thing. In fact, uh, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> I won't mention that, but I've heard stories about some people showing up to work and other people not thinking like, oh, I thought we had the day off. No, nah, everyone's confused. <laughs> like, this is for real. I heard this story. <laughs> um, like, I'm taking off today. Man. Yeah, I don't know about you. No. <laughs> for real. For real. A lot of uh, black people just taking PTO, just submitting the PTO on that day. But what I thought was interesting as I was looking into why it's not yet a day where everyone gets a day off, I I started to learn more about government employees and federal holidays. And I learned that there's actual funding set up to pay for the paid time off for government employees. Like for me, like Mm. working in a private company, so it's like, oh yeah, you know, just get paid anyways. doesn't seem like a big deal, but for governments, there's actual specific budgets for this and it comes from taxpayer dollars. But There are some states, like it's a federal holiday across the nation, but at a local level, each state, each city gets to determine how they treat certain holidays. So like there's a few Mm -hmm. states where senators are like, yeah, we're not making this a thing yet. And matter of fact, Senator Joey Hensley Mm -hmm. literally said that when the bill came up for discussion during a February committee hearing, he said that... He felt like we're putting the cart before the horse to make a holiday people don't know about. Like he literally 
ask people, it's like, oh, do you know anything about this? And a lot of people said no. I mean, yeah. who he's asking, I don't know. But just the fact that he's like, uh, not that many people know about it. Let's not do this. He said we need to educate people first and then make a holiday if we need to. I want to stop there. What are, what are your thoughts on all this? I'm just going to shrug my shoulders. Like, um, there are topics we've been talking about for 20, 30 years, and education is always the first detail that people run to. Oh, we need more education. We need more education. And so sometimes that becomes an excuse not to put action towards something that can change and shift and and become organic, right? When we're talking about a holiday, imagine if we just talk about the 4th of July. Imagine if the the military and the founding fathers say, hey, we need to learn more about our uh, approach on Independence Day before we can make it a federal holiday. That will never happen. <laughs> it's like that will never happen because there's a message behind each holiday, right? Because you are educated the more you interact with a certain experience, right? We pass down stories and those stories are passed down to kids and other kids and other kids in other neighborhoods. And we are educated through the stories that we hear. And that's just an interesting, very interesting <laughs> way to say, I don't want to make this an holiday, right? right. <laughs> we need more education. Come on, bro. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. It's funny. I, as you're speaking, I was reminded about uh, when I was a kid, you know, when it came time for birthday parties, it's like, I didn't care whose party it was. Like, if I don't like mm -hmm. you, hey, you got cake? You got games? All right, I'll be there. I'll be there. I didn't need to, you know, get educated on this person and learn their history. I was like, oh, celebration? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, that's how you learn. How, how, how do you think I learned how to bachata? Right. Right? Right? You go to somebody that never been to a party there before. They got you know, bachata music playing and you start looking at the steps like i'm gonna try this i may i may be bad i may be bad at it at first but i'm gonna try it and then you, you get the hang of it and you can't wait for the next party mm -hmm. it's the same concept with holidays that are meant to be here juneteenth no one knows about it because they haven't experienced what the story is all about and where it's taking us and so when you talked about brand awareness in marketing terms brand awareness is like and a great example is if I say, if someone says, hey, do you want soda? What's the first maybe two companies that you think of? Pepsi and Coca-Cola. There you go. Right. And those stories were passed down from when they were first establishing their brand awareness. And now Pepsi and Coca-Cola is a household name. Mm -hmm. Right. I need a Coke. You don't even say soda anymore. Can I get a Coke? Facts. Even if you're talking about other sodas. Hey, can I get a Coke? Facts. Right. And. Juneteenth needs that opportunity to be able to share its stories and create experiences for this generation. So the next generation has confidence in what it's all about and they can celebrate it in a way that is positive and not necessarily negative. Mm. Yeah. I love your um, approach on just on this topic. You know, I feel a lot of people have a lot of takes around Juneteenth, many things with the black culture and just bringing it up, raising awareness. And I just like your approach to this, your thoughts on how we can kind of move past this brand awareness stage and into this place where we can ensure that Juneteenth is 
owned by the black community and your thoughts are doing this through content and storytelling which seems wild it seems crazy like what okay <laughs> chill man i'll take your tiktok conversation somewhere else but no i think i think you actually have a really good point like what why do you think um storytelling is so important to just increase the awareness acknowledge and respect for juneteenth a couple of aspects of storytelling and its importance to the community, right? People, stories are sticky, mm. right? Stories are like s'mores or it's like your favorite dessert. Once you take, like, once you have that great experience, you are reminded to go back to it over and over and over again, even if you don't want to, because <laughs> you see, your, you know, you know, you need to get in the gym, but that you look at that pie and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> right? So um, stories have a stickiness factor to it. Stories also help bridge the gap between education level. It doesn't require for you to be, have a college vocabulary. It doesn't require for you to have a PhD vocabulary to tell stories. Kids tell stories all the time. Uh, adults, um, teachers, educators, professionals, we tell stories every day. Now, some are visual storytelling, which helps because some of us cannot express how we feel inside through words alone. Sometimes we have this kinesthetic learning. So we kinesthetic storytellers, we show people the story, mm -hmm. right? And then there are those who have the gift of gab where they're able to paint pictures with words. And so storytelling allows every group to participate and invest in the holiday, <laughs> just like our content, right? When we create content for the people, or we create content that we're passionate about, that we really care about, you and I may say the same, may talk about the same topic, but because our storytelling element is different from each other, we resonate with different type of people, which then creates our, which actually makes our industry even stronger because now you have different perspectives on the same topic. And now it's being, the community is being rewarded with our worldview on that topic. And the same thing goes for Juneteenth. It needs the stories from everyone, including the kids, <laughs> including mm -hmm. the grandparents to be able to talk about where Juneteenth is taking us, not necessarily uh, keeping us in the past, but where it's taken us. And so that's my question for you. Where do you think the experience should take us and how should we look at it mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to future opportunities to build community together? That's a good question. Re really good one, because um, it is important to look at the past I myself need to learn more about Juneteenth. I only know that it was symbolizes the day where the last enslaved people were made free, or at least documented, because we know we know how people do. But um, it's not it's not just that we can't just stop and look at the past. We really have to just learn from it and kind of dictate how to determine how we're going to move forward. And when I think of moving forward, I it, it would be kind of ignorant for me to just think about the black community because we already have people coming into, you know, trying to exploit the holiday, take ownership of it. You know, we see um, the Conagra food group, I believe it is who actually filed a trademark for the mark of mm. Juneteenth. That's like, yo, I'm claiming ownership over this. This is now mine. You can celebrate, you can enjoy it, but I own this. And mm. that's kind of terrifying, right? It's like, okay, you know, something that's ours is literally up for grabs. And if it was approved, there's nothing we could really do about it outside of just protest and advocate. You know, luckily they pulled it, but 
just makes me think, okay, that's, that's one thing that we've seen. What else can happen? So in addition to like worrying about the dangers, I also have to think about, okay, how are other people going to interact? It's a federal holiday, not no longer just a black holiday. It's a federal holiday. Everybody in America can celebrate it. And they're also interested and not just from an appropriate appropriation, you know, standpoint, they're not trying to gentrified or anything but you know a lot of people really do want to acknowledge and support and appreciate not only what happened but just you know support the black community so like how, how do we want them to celebrate this mm -hmm. holiday these, these are some of the questions i'm asking now but you know i feel like we first need to really figure out where are we as a culture as a community how do we want to celebrate it like what do we want to do what do we want it to look like all these different things so um yeah, I I don't know, but I'm trying to find out. You're you're hitting some point. You're hitting some great points right now, right? Uh, you said what it feels like, what it looks like, and what it sounds like, mm. and that shapes how people will celebrate it. Who are not a part of a part of the main community, but want to be a part of the culture and the community itself, right? So I was getting my suit measurements just recently, right? Uh, preparing for a wedding. And I was speaking to the young lady, amazing young lady into fashion, wants to learn the ins and outs. She's worked every single job that you can think of so that she can run her business in an efficient way. I'm super proud of what she's doing at such a young age. And she said, you know, I was really excited to have Juneteenth off and we really didn't, we didn't have it, which sucks because, you know, I wanted to be able to kind of celebrate with people you know, and build memories and experiences, right? So I thought that was cool. But she was like, you cannot believe what they did here. They served this Kool-Aid. <laughs> Try to call it something else. <laughs> they served us Kool-Aid. I said, nah, yo, stop oh playing. Oh, God, what? I said, stop playing. She said, no, 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 for real. Happy Juneteenth and served everybody Kool-Aid. Right? And that's what I mean by it's important for us to be storytellers. At every level, kids, uh, teenagers, young adults, the older generation, we have to tell the stories that matter and, and create the culture and the experiences for this holiday. Or everybody's going to be giving us Kool-Aid everywhere we go just mm. because they think that's the narrative about Black people and how to celebrate Black people. And do some people know that's not how you celebrate Black people? Of course. Right? Of course. And some people may do it intentionally, Right. But then there are others who are just, they have, they hear what they hear, right? They hear their stories on the other side of the coin and they think that this is what black people like and this is what black people do. So what the brand feels like, what the brand sounds like, what the brand looks like is very, very key because the brand can sound like kids playing on the playground for the first time after seeing their friends for the first time after the pandemic. That's mm. a moment, Right. How many kids didn't see their friends for a year and a half, two years? And when they saw them, they ran and cried and 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 played like it, like it was their last, like, you know, it was the last day they would ever play again, right? Maybe it looks like that. You know, maybe it sounds like hearing uh, a song from uh, the OJs or Stevie Wonder for the first time. You know, the Gap Band for the first time. Hearing, hearing them, or maybe it's like hearing Kendrick for the first time. Right. We can shape it with the stories we tell 
as long as we own those stories. And so if you want to create brand awareness around a holiday, we have to create the story. We have to tell the stories, share the stories, show the stories through our content, through our collaboration. And then we have to build up brand equity because without brand equity, there's no true influence. Mm. You're just another product and service that someone else can take for themselves. So for people who, you know, maybe they don't talk about branding all day or content creation all day. What, what, what is brand equity? We hear that word equity come up a lot, you know, when it comes to wealth ownership, and then we also hear it oftentimes associated with equality. Um, when you're thinking about the brand of Juneteenth and brand equity, can you break down what that means for us? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, right? Someone that has equity has what? Ownership. Ownership. They have stake in whatever that product service may be. Um most people, when they talk about equity, talk about your house, right? Right. How much equity do you have in your home? You know, how much equity do you build with her, with ownership and generational wealth? Same thing goes with a, with a brand and a product. You know, if we don't put into Juneteenth what it needs, the equity is low. And so you can't get funding. <laughs> There's no influence, right? When I think of brand equity, it's like, how much influence can I, am I creating or how much impact I'm creating? Because I'm out there known as a certain in a certain way. Right. So question is this. When you think of, and I can't believe I'm gonna say this, I sound like a uh I sound like a, one of those movie stars. When you think of Chris Ward Jr., what's the first thoughts that come to mind? Chris Ward Jr. You know, the first thought is, oh, okay, named after his father as well. So am I. Uh, my father <laughs> named me the second, though. Um <laughs> And the second thought is, okay, Chris, he's someone who has figured out who he is and more importantly knows how to communicate that with the world. And in doing so, he's like, okay, I can help other people with that as well. So he's helping people not only find their story, tell their story, but truly understand the impact and the power behind that story as well. Kind of getting rid of the clouds of confusion so you can see where you're going. Now, look at that. That is your perception of me, right? Mm. Is that valuable to you? What I bring to the table? Yeah. Is that a premium to, to you or someone else? A premium value that's brought to the table? Absolutely. So brand equity is important because it is the perception of the value the brand brings to the table or into the environment. So if Juneteenth is not seen as valuable... Its brand is not seen as valuable. It's not seen as bringing a premium value to the environment and to the American experience. Then it doesn't have it doesn't have great brand equity. It doesn't have that same impact because we need people to talk about Juneteenth the way that they talk about other holidays that are important to the other communities that are out there. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about branding, it's not necessarily to make money. It's it's the perception. Perception is very important. For a lot of people, uh, a brand's perception creates a premium value. So when younger, like my son, if he sees a Gucci shirt, him, he's like, it doesn't matter how ugly it is. He's like, man, that's fly. That's high fashion. That's I love that's, that. No, nah, it's an ugly shirt, bro. 
Yeah, yeah. We have a serious talk right? about but, high fashion, <laughs> right? Like high fashion. No, that's an ugly shirt. And what's crazy is he has great. He has a great eye for fashion, but because of the perception of having a Gucci shirt, or the perception of having uh, what they see as um, high class, premium brands, that perception changes the value of how someone sees it and interacts with it. Right now, Juneteenth doesn't have much brand equity and it needs to build up. And the way that you do that is with the stories. The stories is the way that you build it up um, and it allows it to travel. Cause that's, that's the world we live in today. How easy is it for your message, your story to travel to others without it diluting? I'm guessing that's the right word to say, diluting the, the, the value or the message or the potency of, of the holiday. And if you can do that effectively, then it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, then you'll get more Juneteenth ice cream, and Juneteenth fireworks and all that stuff. Right. Mm. Juneteenth fireworks sounds fire, actually. It does. I, I, was, I, was thinking, <laughs> I, I think I'd be in the trademark on that one. That one, that right? one would be tight. Let's follow, let's follow that one real quick. <laughs> super Juneteenth fish. fireworks, for sure. I don't know about the red velvet uh, ice cream. Y'all was wild for that one. I just want to let y'all know. Y'all know, if y'all seeing this right now, y'all was out of pocket for that. Out Absolutely. of pocket. Come on, man. Yeah. And for those of you who together. are like, hmm, I kind of want to try it. There's actually black owned ice cream brands that have that flavor. So we don't have to give in. We don't have to play these games. We don't have to dance with anybody. Yeah. yeah I on, cannot. Bro. I still can't believe they, they really came out with that. I know what it was like, too. I bet, like, you know, that person was in there, like, talking on the black employees. So um, what's your favorite cake? Hmm, have you ever heard of a red velvet cake? Like, come on. Yeah. Hey, come on, bro. Like, come on, come on. What, you, what you doing out here? Man. That's a better way of uh, explaining what brand equity is really all about. And people don't think to build it or invest mm-hmm. in it. They think, let me just get all the followers that I can. And let me make it look like I'm doing big things instead of actually creating mm-hmm. value so that when you're not around, people talk about you in a certain way. And we talk about this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not looking to get clients, but the clients find me. That's a power brand. It's not equity. to say that like, it's not a focus of mine. It is, but it, it's not the end of the world. I want to create a place where what I present out there, my brand and what it's all about is helping people. It's helping people fill in the gaps, right? Fill in the gaps and, Juneteenth needs to be able to do that for the community as well. What gaps does it fill, right? Because what does what does the Fourth of July do for people? Hmm. What does it question. remind them? It just of symbolizes freedom, independence, the uh, mm-hmm. leaving the um, control from the UK um, for a lot of people. Something that I'm starting to pay more attention to now is. Uh, you know, a day just to, for, for a lot of people who've immigrated to the country, it's a great mm-hmm. to celebrate their immigration day. I mean, of course they have their anniversary, but truly just be like, yo, we're here. We made it. And that's kind of a beautiful thing too. So I think freedom, I think it represents the sacrifices that a lot of people made represents, I guess, independence. And it's interesting because, you know, the more you learn about Juneteenth, when we realize that oh, it's independence for some. And I think that mm. scares a lot of people and kind of threatens mm-hmm. this kind of 
this this picture that they've built in their minds. But yeah, I think for most people, well, for some people, it represents freedom, self-governance, and just liberty, being liberated. Look how interesting that answer was. It went from the freedom of America, right? To then those who immigrated here and it reminds them of the independence that they have, the freedom that they have here. It's kind of like a reminder, right? So the story is already taking a different turn. For some, it's about military service uh, and those who fight for our freedom. If there's a, if there's a connection, emotional connection to the, to the military and the family, and usually they have people in their family that served, right? So that story is told, which creates a strong bond between the holiday <laughs> and the people. Mm-hmm. Then you have those who uh, are immigrants that came over, became citizens. Maybe life wasn't the best back. Maybe it was best. I, we don't know. But whatever it is, they're here and celebrate freedom the way that America does. All right. And then there are those who don't even see the holiday in that way. And they just say, hey, it's a great time that all of us, our family can get together and just see each other. Regardless of the reason why they celebrate, it makes the holiday stronger. It makes it stronger because of those stories. That's what I mean by why storytelling is so effective, right? It does the marketing for you. It does the sales for you. It does the... Uh, vision casting for you does the modern you know how some people want to modernize their brand the new stories do that for you why do you think (laughs) i know we're gonna go into this (laughs) it's supposed to be about juneteenth but let's just talk about colleges and the big time corporations that are out there and and the companies that people work for Mm -hmm. why do they want to work for these amazing big companies what's the main reason for them wanting to work there they want that experience. They want to, I mean, saying you worked at these companies that raises your profile up, you know, it helps your brand grow a bit, you know, um, you know, saying you work for Google is like, Oh, you're the smartest person or most creative person that ever existed. <laughs> yeah. Raising the profile, right? Cause you work at these places, but before these places could have that status and that brand equity in that space, they leveraged the stories of people who work there. Mm-hmm. Without those stories, there is no company. Without Because without companies, there's without people, there's no companies. So we, same, it's the same detail for a holiday. Without the people and the stories from the people that see it going in a positive direction and forwarding it in a way that creates a sense of great identity respectful um, experiences and intentions and allowing it to grow into something stronger than, than what it is today. That is what the stories will do. It will help people embrace the holiday. Just like people embrace new companies. Once the stories come out of this person doing this and they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of, of the, at least a chapter, a sentence in one of those stories and if you could just have a little piece to invest and share, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It goes a very, very long way. And so 
I may be saying brand awareness. You, uh, we may be saying brand awareness, brand equity, but really what we're saying is if you want the value of this holiday to increase so that people perceive it in a way that it should be perceived and treat it in a way it should be treated, we need to fill it up with stories that are so moving, so connected, and progressing us forward that the next generation says, hey, we're going we're gonna to keep pushing. We're going to keep mm-hmm. pushing this so that it is exactly what those people before us talked about. Yeah, that's so key. Now I'm thinking about it, you know, every major holiday that's like truly strong stands the test of time and have a strong story behind it. Even holidays where the story is really like, okay, hold up. Do we actually want to celebrate it? It has a strong story behind it. Like, I'm going to go ahead and call it out. Thanksgiving, you know, we got to we gotta revisit that one. Love that it's a time off. Love we could all come together, but we definitely got to revisit that. But it does have a very strong story behind it. Christmas, probably the most ultimate story. It's actually, it's like a double story. We got Santa Claus. We got Jesus. It's like, mm-hmm. boom. It's like they, they, they really came through with that story uh, time <laughs> there. So... We really got to like really take a look at Juneteenth. We already know the importance, but how can we just like just just really like you said, just increase the awareness, show the value. I'm thinking like we gotta bring some like Marvel energy to Juneteenth. Like not not to, you know, just reduce the importance of it to make it entertaining or something like that. But I think there's a lot of potential there and a lot of really amazing things that happen, like just like the one story I know about is uh, Major General Gordon Granger, who was the person who actually arrived to Galveston, Texas, to announce the end of the Civil War and announce the end of slavery. This is like two years after the war, Civil War had ended. Two years after slavery was already supposed to be over, but I know there's a whole story there, like showing up to the slave plantation, like yeah, your time's up. Like what? What happened? What? What went down? Yeah. When during that announcement, I know they didn't just like, okay, that's cool. Everyone go home now. Have a great time. Here's a gift bag. Thanks for what you do. I know it didn't happen. Appreciate like that. you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's, there's none of that. So like what, what really happened? There's a lot of um, things. I think just the general public, myself, a lot of people don't know about, and it's time to really you know, put our foot in the storytelling. I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, you mentioned names of the past and then who knows whoever somebody could be watching this and listening to this right now. And then, and the idea sparks just because we're doing our part. Thanks. Speaking of sparking so, ideas, I think best way to close this out is kind of creating a challenge. Um, Juneteenth challenge is to, come up with the stories for Juneteenth. I'm talking to content creators. I'm talking to non-content creators. Everyone everyone has a role to play in this because there's a lot of things that we need to determine. We really need a true blueprint, a doctrine on how Juneteenth is going to be respected, celebrated, and how to ensure that we still maintain complete ownership of it because everyone wants a piece of it. Like I, re- I really want everyone to, you know, come together, figure out like what, what, what food is going to be served, um, when Kool-Aid and well, actually, no, I won't even mention that. I was going to try to put a joke on what you said earlier, but yeah, scratch <laughs> yeah, that. I don't, I don't even that. touch it. We don't need, we don't need to talk about June Kool-Aid unless Yo, you want to serve Kool-Aid. She was hot, bro. She was hot. She looked at me like, I, I would. <laughs> Yo, that's why I still can't believe that really serving Kool-Aid. Like I, you see that all the time in February, like schools will serve 
mac and cheese, fried chicken, and Kool Aid and watermelon. I was like, I mean, I enjoy some of these foods, but it's kind of yeah. weird. She was kind of pandering. Yeah. But yeah, this is really important because, like, we like some other brands you may have heard of Uncle Ben's, Famous Amos, Mrs. Butterworth, or I mean, Aunt Jemima, like, black faces not owned by black people. Famous Amos and Uncle Ben started off owned by black people. They're not anymore. Famous Amos cannot use his name on any other products. Mm. We don't want that for Juneteenth. So it is. Yeah, I really want to hear from y'all. What does Juneteenth mean to you? How do you want it to be celebrated? And what is the impact it's going to have on our future as a community, as global citizens, as black people? Yeah. And and if you're not black, that's okay too. If you want to be a part of the culture and still celebrate it, what's your idea? As long as it doesn't have Kool-Aid in it, we cool, man. We yes. cool. As long as it doesn't have Kool-Aid in it, I'm cool. Matter of fact, if you're not black, you don't need to recommend any food or beverages. Yeah, just, yeah. Just show up, man. <laughs> just show up and just show up and uh and just enjoy, man. And uh yeah, honestly, I know we're joking with that, but you know, some of the best experiences come from just showing up. Like I said earlier, I didn't know how to bachata until I went to a party where it was part of the culture and I just embraced it. Mm-hmm. Invited to it, right? Yeah, I loved it, man. It was it was a blast. So every Thursday night, I was out at the club, bachata. You know, I was doing my thing, mm-hmm. right? And um, I would have never had that experience if I wasn't open, open to to learning, open to knowing, and open to being wrong. That is a very, very big piece of it, aspect of it. Being a human being is also knowing that you can be wrong and embracing it and saying, "Hey." No, my bad. I had no idea. I thought it was this way. I learned something today. And you appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Love Can't that. wait to hear it. Where can people find you, Chris? Uh, you can find me every Tuesday, not every Tuesday, but certain Tuesdays with uh, Walter uh, on the growth. As you can see, I love new growth. Make sure you get that shirt, too. That oh, shirt yeah. is popping Y'all right there. This. I love it. See yeah, this. I got to make sure I get one of those. Um, every Tuesday or Tuesdays that I'm there on LinkedIn, Audio Rooms with Walter. You can also find me at, at Chris Ward Jr. TikTok, of course, Instagram if you're still if you still over there, um, and Christopher Ward Jr. here on LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to connect and resonate with your stories. You know, if you're willing to share with me, I, I'm cool. I'm, I'm willing to listen as much as I can and uh, vibe. So where can they find you, Walter? If you're listening to this right now, tuning into right now, just make sure you stay tuned to wherever you're checking this out. Boss locks all over the place, social media, but there's something new as well. There's a lot of places you could be, right? Like so, so, so many places, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat. It's like every month there's a new place. It's like, oh, you got to be here. You got to be here. I am everywhere, but... You don't need to catch me everywhere. Sometimes I'm only over here. Sometimes I'm only on LinkedIn. Sometimes I'm only on Instagram. Sometimes I'm only right here on the podcast. The best way to make sure you're engaged is just joining the text community. That's texting podcast to 914-353-4176 because then you won't miss anything. You'll know exactly where I am. So, Mm. yeah, go ahead. Follow me wherever you are right now. Definitely because you'll see me again. But go ahead, text podcast. 
914-353-4176. Also, I know you might be by yourself, but go ahead and give me a round of applause because I actually got that number all the way down. I, I don't learn phone numbers that quickly. Like the process to learn my grandma's phone number when I was younger took a long time. I'm still trying to learn my girlfriend's number. I almost got it. But <laughs> all right. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Chris, thank you for joining me. Love that you came through to share this with us. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for what's next. Matter of fact, if you're still listening, text your ideas to that number, 914-353-4176. Go ahead and text it right there. I want to hear what you got to say. Peace.